this month I'm taking the time just to imagine, uh, to try to be that guy standing at the end of a pier and just looking out over this vast sea called community. And I'm just really inviting you to stand on the pier with me and just kind of gaze. Now, what, what do we imagine? You know, what, it, it's another way of saying, you know, what's our vision? Uh, what do we envision? And so I'm, I'm focusing on who we are and what we do and somewhat on how we do it. And the, the key word in all of that is community. Now, as, as we've done that, we've looked at a community that's following Jesus. Last week, we looked at a community that's learning from Jesus. Today, we're going to talk about a living community. And then next week, we're going to talk about a, 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 a community that's equipped to do ministry that we are actually doing a ministry that builds up the body of Christ and uh, announces the kingdom of God uh, to our neighbors and the nations. Now, as, as I'm kind of thinking over who we are, I mean, some of that's in a statement. We called it our, our purpose statement or our mission. I've been also reading a book that my sister Kathy passed along to me. It's called Welcoming Justice. And it's, a, it's, it's on the theme of reconciliation and justice. And Susan and I are headed that way at the end of the month to help in that school. And it's, being, it's a book that's written by a couple of guys, but one of the guys I've known from the past, his name is Dr. John Perkins. And uh, John Perkins is a black pastor from Jackson, Mississippi. He was a pastor that participated in the 60s in the civil rights movement. And I've really learned some really intriguing things from him and some very challenging things. Uh, One of the things that um, there was within the civil rights movement, it wasn't just a political movement. And I I think that's, I just, just this this time that you and I live in, it's like everything is political. And and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, I don't know what the magnetism is in politics, but it, but it even somewhat railroaded the civil rights movement. It was, it was important for people, regardless of color, to be considered equal. That's, our, that's what our nation is about. And, and we, we should never have segregation. We, we should never have citizens separated by race or religion. I mean, that, that, that should be something we should all, as citizens of this nation, stand up and hoot and holler. But there was something more in the leaders of the civil rights movement, there was a spiritual component to it. And, and, it, and it somewhat it achieved the, the political momentum of the movement, but the spiritual aspect of it kind of fell short. And that's where Dr. Perkins kind of picks up the ball. There was something that Martin Luther had in his mind, in his vision, I have a dream, that went beyond just, just people looking at each other's equals. It was actually people living together in what he called the beloved community. And what that meant was that black and white and whatever color, rich and poor and everything in between, that we would live together in the same community, that we wouldn't be separated by race or economy. We'd be together. And in that together, we'd, we'd, be, we'd love each other. And we'd support each other. And so what Dr. Perkins has done is he lives in community in Jackson, Mississippi. And and he's just followed through with, okay, the civil rights movement did this, but we we want to be the movement that was also in that, which really represents the kingdom of God. 
I, I've, I've written down a couple of quotes for today that I think... He just keeps challenging me with quotes. This one is, if the church is going to offer good news in our time, we have to give some alternative to the broken family and broken community that reflect the desperation of our culture. You know, if you, in some ways, if, if you, just, you just stop and think, you know, why, why aren't things working in America? Because things are broken. What's broken? Family broke, and when family breaks, community breaks. And when community breaks, everything breaks. And we as people following Jesus, entering into the family of God, are the people on the planet that can come up with better ideas of how broken families can be healed and how community can be healed. And notice he goes on to say, we we don't have to do any great work. God has already done the great work. We just need to get on board and become the community he's called us to be. And it's that thought, just what, well, what is that community that he's called us to be? Well, he's called us to be a community that announces the kingdom of God. We, we say this statement, our mission, we're a diverse community of ordinary people following Jesus, learning, living, delivering, announcing the kingdom of God to our neighbors and the nations with extraordinary acts and words until everyone and everything is under the dignified and powerful rule of Jesus. There's this community that Jesus is in the center of and everybody benefits from it. We have a pathway in learning. We looked at that last week. I'll remind you of that later. So we're trying to be this community that's following Jesus, that's learning together, that's living together, and we're learning to serve together in the kingdom of God. And it benefits not just us, it benefits our whole city. So we're trying to be a living community. I just want to remind us as we... Envision that as we imagine that. I just want, it's nothing new. Again, if we were to be the community that we're meant to be, well, here's some reminders of what that is. One, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are a community. A community is simply more than one person in relationship in a healthy way. That, that's what community is. People that are together in relationship in good ways healthy ways, helpful ways. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been, will be, and forevermore, they are a community of people. From the get-go, our God has modeled community for us. And then you have Jesus, God becoming a man, and then for three years, who did Jesus hang out with? Primarily a small group. He just spent time walking along with 12 people. Now, he talked to other people, we, you know that, but he invested his time with, with 12, 12 men. And then they, in turn, begin to invest themselves in small groups. So we have 120 in Jerusalem. They're together in a room, together, a community of people. And then when you have Pentecost come, 
Then you add 3,000 more people to the mix of that 120. And they do meet together. I mean, they did meet at the temple daily, but notice what they did. Day after day, they, they met by common consent in the temple. And then they broke bread together in their homes, sharing meals with simple joy. They praised God continually, and all the people respected them. So that 3,120 plus people, after they met at the temple, they, they, so, there, there had to be some sort of system. Now, if you, if you took, okay, 10 of us are going to go, you know, that would be like how many homes? Like 300 homes around Jerusalem. All the neighborhoods around Jerusalem would have had some small group of people sharing a meal together with joy community. And it, it was a community that, yeah, it, it was at the temple, but they, they had to disperse. They went everywhere around Jerusalem. Jerusalem wasn't that big of a city. So the whole city is being impacted by these small groups of people that are sharing a meal together, sharing their time together, their resources together, the bananas, the cabbage, and then if they can't, you know, if they can't divide it up among themselves, I'm convinced they went next door. Hey, we got some extra bananas. You want them? We've got. Well, who are you? Well, we're people. It's, well, that's unusual that you would share. Well, you know, we're learning that from Jesus to be generous people. And then if you, you know, follow the theme of Acts, you know, wait in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit is going to fill you with power, and then you'll be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem and the state around Jerusalem, Judea, but in Samaria next door, and, and, and then you're going to go to the ends of the earth. And so it's just interesting to follow along that once this, this, this movement got into Samaria, where are they meeting? At Cornelius' house. And then when it breaks into Europe and they're in Philippi, where, where are they meeting? In Lydia's house. So you always, you're always seeing this community that's going along with this good news of the kingdom. Well, as we imagine, that's what we want. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a place where we gather. And we're going to gather, you know, we gather on an average 80 people a week. We have a community of 135. We want that to grow. That sign, we can get 221 people in here. You know, I'd love to say, let's get 221 people in here this year. Okay? 100 early, 100 late, meet in the middle, 200. All right. That's good. A community that's growing in number and strength is good. Everything that's living grows. But let's not be happy just having 200 people in a building because that's not community. It's when we break apart and we go together in groups of 10 to 12 and we go to all points around our city, around our county, to San Marcos, to San Antonio, and we're representing not, not, not this local church. We're representing the body of Christ. The bigger deal. So we, we want to imagine that. I, I thought of two places in the New Testament that I just want to kind of serve 
as a place where we kind of gather vision. Well, okay, we're in those smaller groups. What does that look like? So Philippians, since they were in Lydia's house, I guess I just stayed in Philippi. Uh, Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Paul is writing, If you experience, if your experience of Christ's encouragement and love means anything to you, if you have known something of the fellowship of His Spirit and all that it means in kindness and deep sympathy, do make my best hope for you come true. Paul's best hope for those following Jesus in Philippi was not that they would simply experience the encouragement and the love of Jesus. It was not that they would experience the fellowship, relationship, partnership with the Holy Spirit, with the kindness and the deep sympathy that came with that? If that is your experience, if you are experiencing the love of Jesus, if you're experiencing the encouragement that comes from Jesus, if you know you're in this koinonia, this partnership, this participation with the Spirit, and you're experiencing His kindness and his deep sympathy, you need to do something with that. Sometimes we stop short there. Sometimes we we think that our faith is about coming into a room and having this rousing time and, wow, I'm really loved. Wow, I'm really encouraged. Wow, I experienced the kindness of the Holy Spirit. Wow, I was really hurting and the Holy Spirit came aside and and I experienced this deep sympathy. And we stop there. But no, that's, not, that's, not where, that's not where we're supposed to stop. If that is our experience, that then is the means to the end. What's the end? He says, make my best hope for you. What, what is that best hope? Live together in harmony. Live together in love as though you had only one mind and one spirit between you, never act from motives of rivalry or personal vanity. But in humility, think more of each other than you do of yourselves. None of you should think only of his own affairs, but should learn to see things from other people's point of view. You see the difference? See, if we're experiencing the love of Jesus, the encouragement of Jesus, the kindness of the Holy Spirit, the deep sympathy of the Holy Spirit, then that is to motivate us to get together in smaller groups, to live together in love, in harmony, to think more of the other people in the room than ourselves to enjoy the differences between us? See, the community that Jesus wants us to have is a community that can talk about faith and politics together and not agree because we agree on things that are more important than that. And since the Holy Spirit was in this mix, I thought of the other passage. I just, the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, the Spirit produces in human life fruits such as these. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, generosity, fidelity, tolerance, and self-control. I want us to see these, not, not just, oh, Scott is full of the Spirit, and Scott is exuding the fruits of the Spirit. Forget about that. Most of you that know me know that's not true. So let's think about it socially. When the Spirit of God invites us into koinonia, partnership, fellowship, and we are experiencing the kindness of the Holy Spirit and the deep sympathy of the Holy Spirit, then He produces in us. We become a community. Our relationships have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and fidelity, tolerance. Don't don't we all recognize we live at a day that is very intolerant of those that are different than us? But what's the Spirit of God doing? That's the Spirit of the world that tries to separate us. The Spirit of God brings us together and He produces between us a tolerance of one another. We're not the same. We don't think the same. We don't value things the same. But that's okay because we're bound together by something stronger than that. You don't have to agree with me. I'm never going to say, you must agree with me on this. I'm going to give you my opinion. You already know that. But I'm not going to demand that you agree with me. Because that's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And then there's also self-control. I don't want to just say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. That would not be right. Whether I'm standing here or whether I'm sitting in the EB's home in my community group or whether I'm conversing with Susan. There's still a throttle on what I say and how I say it. Self-control. Now these two passages to me from Philippians and from Galatians, they, they give me an image. They, they let me imagine what community can be. And if we are that community, then we are answering a desperate cry in our, in our city, a desperate cry in our country. Can people live together in family and community and build each other up and care for each other, watch out for each other. My friends, we, because of Jesus, are the answer of the cry of our generation. So when we begin to invite one another into community groups or small groups, do you see that there's, a, there's something bigger than just going to a small group at a particular time? That we're, we're actually announcing 
the kingdom of God by meeting together in small groups, by committing ourselves to meeting together in small groups. Think about that for a moment. And Jeff, Otto, may I ask you to place one of these, our living community side, in the hands of each of us in the room. As they're handing those out, I just want to introduce those that are here and they're leading our community groups just so you can, you can connect a face with a group. Chuck and Cindy and Marinelle and Chuck have left, so they're the faceless group right now. Jason and Alyssa have left. They're the second nameless faceless group, so they're gone. Robert and Kelly, if you'd stand up. Robert and Kelly live in San Marcos. They have a community group that is based out of their house, and we're very grateful for them. Please have a seat. Uh, Jennifer, you were here. Jeremy is in the back here. Are you partially here? Okay, bless you. You know, one thing as a community, Lord, we want the bugs that Jennifer has to stay with Jennifer, and we ask that you quickly heal her in your name. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll, partnered with uh, Jeremy and Jennifer are Kevin and Andrea. And then Otto, who's handing things out. Christy, if you'd stand up. These two partners uh, as well uh, have gathered people in a community group. And then Mike and Dorothy also uh, have been trained to do that. They're still gathering people. Dorothy, you want to stand up? Mike is missing somewhere. He's been there. So these are, we call these community groups. And then we have others uh, within, within our learning community. Truthfully, whatever we do tends to, to have a component of relationship community. But three things that happen in addition to our community groups that really build community are there's, a, there's another Bible study on Tuesday nights in San Marcos. Nathaniel, if you want to stand up. <coughs> Nathaniel leads that Bible study. Thank you. And uh, they build community as well. Ron, you want to stand up? <coughs> All we're going to get is a raised hand. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that, that, that new group, you know, everything Ron does is going to build community as well. So just that's, that's something else that we want to just recognize. Uh, Je- Jennifer, you do not have to stand up again. But uh, they're, they're bringing along a spiritual direction group and they'll invite others into that at some point. But that builds community. Now, for us, now that you have a sheet of paper in front of you, as I did last week, <coughs> I want to give a suggestion. I want to give a direction. I mean, there's no sense talking about this if we don't do this. And I, and I have to tell you that my hope, my prayer, my encouragement, I mean, I want 100% of us in a community group. I don't, want to, I don't want to be satisfied that 80% of us are. I want all of us. Why? I mean, because it serves the purposes of the good news that we believe. So would you thoughtfully, as you look at the living community, you may be attending a community group. Just click it off. You know, I'm attending. You, you plan to stay there. Great. If you want to try another one, you may try another one. We just need to know where you want to, you want to try to plug in, and then we'll get you connected. So if you'll take a look at that, 
and just kind of check off. If you need pencils, we can pass those back around. And then on the other side is the learning community. Again, I'm, I'm still gathering these from last week. So if you didn't turn in a learning community, just, just letting your interests be known so that we can plan you know, what we're going to do this year and how we're going to serve. This, that's what this is for. It helps us know what your interests are and how we as a community can teach and encourage. So this is our ministry time right here, just making decisions. Now, some of you don't want to do that right now. You want to think about it, and it's just fine. As long as next week you bring that back. I'm not keeping track. There's no way that I will know. Uh, But after next week, I'll probably take out the master list and just make sure that I've gathered as many of these as possible. We just really want to know how we can help our community connect in learning and living. That's, that's really, that's all we're just trying to help. The other thing, uh, as far as living in community, I want to still, I want to encourage you in the 30 days with Jesus. Uh, today is a Sabbath day, so if you have been reading and maybe you've missed a day or two, take today, catch up a day. Reflect on what you've learned. If you have like failed miserably, I st- you know I read the first day, and I never I didn't ever ever open it up again. Tomorrow is a new day. Start tomorrow. What I've learned about trying to do a thirty day reading plan or a, a you know a six month or a year long reading plan, it takes me several years before I actually get successful every day. And so what I've learned is when I, when I miss a reading, forget it. And don't feel bad about it. It's gone. It's done. It's over. Start today. Start fresh today. And see what you can do this week. Also, some of you just as you post, it's really, some of us like to post things out there for the world to read. And so some of you have posted on Facebook some of your reflections. I think they're great. They're really meaningful. There's been some like really profound things written. Thank you very much. We don't all have to do that. Not all of us are comfortable doing that. You may just want to keep it in your, your journal. But here's the point. Whether you post reflections online or you post it in your journal, it's meant to be lived in community with the people around you. The other thing is, would you please, I hope, look at Sunday mornings as this is our community gathering together for encouragement, for praise, for direction. It is a means to the end. It's not the end in itself. Sunday morning is an equipping, encouraging time so that we go out and live in smaller communities, in the workplace, in the neighborhood, to the nations, announcing the good news. Sunday morning is important. I wouldn't say it's the most important thing we do. It has its place. I I like coming every week. I really enjoy the time that we have, but 
it's because I know that I'm coming to, to do what I do to equip us to be a living community. So would you like to stand with me and, and uh, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to really give us that life that we would be alive together in community. For those of you that are ready to uh, you know, give your response back to me, if you just set it on the, the table up here before you leave, then I can gather those. Jesus, we want to acknowledge that you love us. We want to acknowledge that you encourage us. We also want to thank you that you sent another helper, the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you invite us into participation in the body of Christ. And we thank you for your kindness And we thank you for your deep, deep sympathy. Thank you that when we don't know how to pray, when we don't have words to express the groanings that are within us, we we just simply groan and you're there and you listen and you care. You really care about our life and the struggles that we go through. And because we're experiencing you, Jesus, and you, Holy Spirit, we want that experience to to flow into the community that you can create among us. We ask that this year would be a year that our life as a community would be richer and more satisfying than it's ever been. I pray that each one of us would find a place of connection, connecting to the bigger group as we meet together on Sunday mornings, but connection with smaller groups, and that those small groups could spread out all over New Braunfels and San Marcos and San Antonio, and that, Lord, we would announce your kingdom by living in the community that you have created. Holy Spirit, would you now come and empower us to be a people that want to be healed and that want to reach out to the brokenness around us. We want to be a whole family. We want to be a whole community. And and receiving that gift from you, we want to give that away to the people around us, whether they're here as our neighbors or whether they're in, in the nations of this world. Would you please produce the fruit of your community among us. And may we come along with you and bless you and bless each other and bless our world. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Thank you. Enjoy life this week, and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon.